So are you the appraiser that does everything from A to Z in your office? I mean, you're the president, but you're kind of the janitor too. Is it time to start thinking outside the box? I mean, there's definitely one thing for sure. Change is coming. Hey, I'm speaking with Jeff Bradford from Bradford Technologies, and boy, it's a pleasure to have you on. Hey, Jeff, thanks for being here. It was my pleasure to be here with you, Brian. Great. So let's uh, let's talk about this a little bit. You know, I think the traditional appraisal office is one where the appraiser does everything. I mean, they do secretarial duty. They do, you know, phone work. Uh, they do uh, the inspection. They do the analysis. They do the report writing. They do every. I mean, everything in in the appraisal office. And and I think some appraisers now the trend may be growing a little bit where they're getting a helper. I bumped into someone just today who said, hey, I hired somebody and she sets my appointment. She deals with the clients and I have doubled, I have doubled the ability of the work that I do. And I said, well, I think I can help you double it again <laughs> if you get more people. So what, what's your thoughts on kind of the team atmosphere as opposed to the solo appraiser? So, my, my take on all of this is that teams always outperform individuals. Okay. Just from the, from the very beginning. And so one of the things we need to do is we need to break loose from this idea that the appraiser has to do everything. So whether that's coming from a lender or from some, you know, dogma or whatever, the appraiser has to be able to leverage other people's skills. And they need to do it in such a way that there's not a lot of, um, I call them time and distance factors between them. Okay. Those things need to be reduced to zero. So being in the cloud, being in something, collaborating in something like Dropbox, where you can put a file up there <clears throat> and it instantly goes to everybody on your team, these are the ways to collaborate. These are the ways to leverage what you're doing so that you can actually have a network. You can have a, a, a work plan on the appraisal starts here, step two, step three, step four, whatever, and, and it's a very coordinated, orchestrated process so that you're not doing everything yourself, so that you're not running out of energy at the end of the day and making silly mistakes. Mm-hmm. And that way, the QC process is there. It's being done by somebody that's fresh. You have multiple eyes on the product. I think you can produce a product faster <clears throat> And also at a higher quality. Yeah, so I, I don't. I don't disagree with that. I, I think um, I've told I told folks before. Even if you're a solo practitioner, you know, it's not a horrible idea to have a second set of eyes look at some, especially one of those complex assignments or the appraisal report that won't go away. That you know, you've you've analyzed it. The one thing about us as appraisers or analysts, I like to call us analysts. Many times we overanalyze things. And so maybe you've had that report forever and you're finally, you're just, I got to get it out. So you throw the final pieces on and you get it out the door and lo and behold, there's all kinds of mistakes in there because right. you, you got a little sloppy there in an effort to just get it off your plate. So I'll say have, have your spouse, you know, read it. Maybe they don't understand appraising, but they can read it and see typos or things like that. So I'm with you there. What would you say to the listener right now who is saying, now, Jeff, wait a minute. 
by gosh, I'm signing this thing. My name's on it. So I want to see it, touch it, smell it, taste it myself because it's my reputation, my license. I mean, what, how, do you, how do you answer that particular statement? You know, it, for, for me, it's real easy. I would say you be the second set of eyes on it. Let somebody else do the preliminary work. Maybe you do the inspection. Have somebody else fill it out. Have somebody else do, you know. Assemble it. Yep. Yeah, assemble the report. Uh, and you be the second set of eyes if that's how you feel. But uh, you got to get help because if you don't, then when you have the only set of eyes, you're going to be tired. Yeah. And you're going to – everybody makes mistakes. Sure. Right? We see it over and over and over again. We're seeing the same thing even though it doesn't even say that. Um, so you definitely want, want some help. You want some assistance in there. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any question. You know, and, and that's why I find – I've worked both. I've, I've worked in team atmospheres. And I've been the solo guy. Uh, so I've done both uh, at, at a few different times over my career. And now I, I, maybe it's just because I'm getting old and tired. <laughs> As you said, tired. Everything I do, I want a team atmosphere. I mean, every my appraisal company, I have a real estate team. We, we have a team. You know, my education company, we have a team. I don't want to do it all alone anymore. I, I think I think you you say often teams outperform individuals. I think I heard you say that today, and uh, and I couldn't agree with you more. So I think that's a great suggestion to those naysayers out there. Hey, you're right. You are signing it. You are responsible. So you're the you're the final stop there. You look at it before it goes out the door. Excellent recommendation. Let me ask you another question. We're talking about teams and building and getting assistance. And I think appraisers out there can maybe maybe get along with that program if they're part of their team. So they're 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 either an administrator in their office, maybe a trainee, maybe a typist, whatever it might be. What's your take on this 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 hybrid and bifurcated and all this stuff going? Because this has really gotten our community, our our profession in a in a tizzy right now. If that's yeah. if that's yeah. fair to say, what's your take on that? You know, I, <clears throat> so, so I think the fact that bifurcation is coming in into the picture uh, means that it's – it means that the trainee is going to be um, – it's going to be more acceptable for them to go out and do inspections, uh, to be part of that appraisal process where today some, some lenders don't let them be that. Right, right. Um, the, the hybrids uh, are going to be, you know uh, – a lot of these were done by BPOs, and now they're called hybrids and, and so forth. And a lot of appraisers are kind of afraid to do some of these because they don't follow USPAP as, as it should. Right. Um, I think if USPAP changes and allow this, um, I think that's a good thing. I'll, I'll just say that my opinion on this is that the appraiser should own 100% of the valuation space, whether it's AVMs or BPOs or whatever Whatever product is out, out there being used for valuations, the appraiser should be in charge of it. In one way or another, they should be in charge of it. And that's because of all the valuations that are done out there, the appraiser is the only one, the only one, that can produce a certified valuation. Uh -huh. Everybody else produces a valuation. It's some machine, it's some computer, it's some broker, it's some somebody's opinion who really is not trained right. to produce valuations. Right. The appraiser is trained to do this. They have a certificate they, they can produce certified valuations. 
So one of the things I think we can do in this industry is help that appraiser um, be able to portray and showcase their experience and their expertise. Because the 1004 doesn't do it, and all the other products don't do it either. Sure. But if we want to, if we want to elevate that appraiser to where they're truly the gold standard in valuation, then we have to recognize their expertise. And we need to recognize those 30 years of experience in that market because they're the ones who can say, this is the value, I'm putting my name on it, mm-hmm. and, and I'm liable for that. Right. right, right. Nobody else is. So that means something. That has to mean something. So we need to go to that area. So, so I don't disagree with you. I do a lot of uh, consulting-type work um, where sometimes I take my appraiser hat off. You know, I'm, I'm a consultant. And one of the things I do is ad valorem tax appeal work. And, I, and I've always said that, you know, in, in some states they require an attorney represent the property owner. And I say, well, mo- and there's some exceptions out there. There's some really good attorneys that do know what we do, right? But a lot of attorneys don't, <laughs> all right? Uh, I say attorneys know the law. They don't typically know value. Who's better to make a valuation you know, argument than a valuation specialist. But let me understand, you mentioned gold star, and, 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 and I'm with you there. Are you saying, though, that in your opinion, really no one should be able, am I hearing right that you don't like other people doing evaluations? You would like to see that that, that book of business fall under the appraiser Yes. Versus the non-appraiser. Yes. 100%. Well, let me just let me just say, Jeff, I like your style. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, if you're developing an opinion of value, who who's the best to do that? Exactly. And so your position is they should own all that space. The valuation space should belong to the people who have been trained to do valuations. So how do we get there? How do we make that happen? If, if somebody, one of our listeners right now is saying, I'm on board, Jeff, and I'm willing to help. I'll lead the charge. What's your advice or what's your recommendation for, you know, trying to, trying to get that ball? That's a big, that's a big hurdle. It, it, it is a big hurdle. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'll, just, I'll just speak to you because of, from a personal experience, and this has to do with my daughter. She's buying a home in the Denver area. And she's in this quandary of what should I pay for, for these properties? Mm-hmm. And, and so I said, you know, we need to talk to an appraiser, not so much to get evaluation, but to get a pre-purchase consultation. Perfect. Right? And so, so what, what does that mean, right? That means here's this person who is trained in valuation, but they're trained in market analysis. They're trained in the market. They understand all of that, and they don't have a dog in the in the in the in the transaction, right? right? Right. They're 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 outside of that, and so they can offer uh, crystal clear advice on what's good, what's smart, what's not so smart, on on options to, to perform. So how do you get an appraiser? How do you how how do you separate that appraiser from a Zillow number, mm-hmm. right? Because to them, here's Zillow, here's the realtor saying something. And then here's an appraiser saying, I can do an appraisal for you, right? Right. So, again, we, we, need, we need to put appraisers in a place where when they produce a, a report, that it, it showcases their experience in that area. It showcases their expertise in selecting comps and selecting adjustments 
Um, we can do that. That's, that's transparency, right? Sure. The ten of fours don't do this. The hybrids don't do this. None of these things do this. So in many cases, the appraiser is, is on par with Zillow when it comes to the homeowner. Mm. So we need to change that. Right? Zillow is going to produce a number. Great. That appraiser should produce a value. But also, instead of just showing a bunch of data, show information. Here's a chart on what's happening in your market. Here's, here's the, the adjustments, or not the adjustments, but the approaches that I used. Right. Um, here's where your house fits in a histogram in that market, right? Uh, upper level, lower level, whatever, right? So that that homeowner, when they get that report, they're not trying to figure out all these hieroglyphics from UAD and all that stuff. They can see that report, they can see these charts, and they instantly understand where that house they're thinking of buying is. I love so, it. And I think if we can do those kind of things, um, appraisers start to become that gold standard again. When I entered the market 30 years ago, they were the gold standard. And little by little, it's been eroded by the AVMs and all these other alternative valuations. They need to be the gold standard because they're the only ones who can produce a certified valuation. And that needs to mean something. Yeah, you know, and I, I'm not picking on real estate agents, or at least I'm not trying to. But let's just look at what you have to do to become a real estate agent. You know, in most states, you have to be 18 years of age. You have to have a high school diploma or equivalent. You have to take a class and pass the, the test. And then you take the state exam and poof, you, you're credentialed. And, and you can do that actually very quickly. What do you have to do to become an appraiser? Right. <laughs> they, they, difference. It's difference. a little bit of a difference. I just interviewed a gentleman the other day who's, who's wanting to get in the business. And, you know, it's like, hey, you can get your real estate license in a month, uh, you know, give or take. It's going to take you, in the best case scenario, a year and probably longer, probably longer. to become a certified <laughs> residential appraiser. And, uh, and so that should mean something to the community and the users of services. There's no question about it. Jeff, thank you so much for being here today. I'm, I, I know you're a really busy guy and you got a lot going on and, uh, and I really appreciate you coming in. Hey, if someone wants to reach out to you, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you? Um, probably my email. Okay, all right. It's uh, jeff at bradfordsoftware.com, all one word. Perfect. And then finally, I know you're, you're, you're constant. I bump into you around the country on a regular basis because we both speak at, at events. Where, where are you coming up next? I know your, your schedule is very full, uh, but if somebody wants to actually hear you present live and maybe come up and say hello to you, where are you going to be in the next couple of months? So uh, this year I'm doing about 12, 12 presentations. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be at uh, the summit uh, in Las Vegas. I'm going to be at the Valuation Expo again in Las Vegas. And then I'm doing a presentation at the Appraisal Institute Regional in San Francisco. Great, great, great. And somebody, if they want to want to get those exact dates from you, can reach out to you and, and find out sure. where you're going to be. Yes. Great, great. Well, again, Jeff Bradford with uh, Bradford Technologies. Thanks again for being here. I really appreciate it. Brian, you're very welcome. My pleasure. The Appraisal Update Podcast is brought to you by Appraiser E-Learning.